Business Matters in association with ATU Donegal Faculty of Business. Now is the time to realise your potential by enrolling on the part-time degree in business. Only three years with one evening per week on campus and another online. Open up your future by contacting the faculty office on 9186206 or visit lyit.ie today. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. For this week's show, we go back to an interview in February when I talked to the director of Bill Cost, Liam Langan. Liam set up his quantity surveying practice with a former work colleague, Jason Tully, in 2012. Headquartered in Dublin, the company opened a second office in Letterkenny last year and currently employs 22 people. Bill Cost has recently secured contracts in the UK and is planning to have a bigger presence there over the coming years. Liam, you're very welcome to Business Matters. Uh, thanks very much, Kieran. Um, it's a great honour and privilege to, to be here on your show. Liam, your company is celebrating 11 years in business this month. Can we go back to the start, Liam, and tell me what motivated you to set up Bellcost? Yeah. Well, I suppose maybe I might start with uh, Bellcost. As you said, we're a quantity surveying practice. We manage uh, construction projects um, on behalf of our clients, so it's large-scale commercial and residential projects. Um, our head office is based in uh, Fitzwilliam Place in Dublin too, and we recently opened a second office in Letterkenny last summer. Um, Prior to setting up Bill Cost, I worked with my business partner, Jason Tully, in another QS practice in Dublin. I suppose we always worked very well together. We had similar values. And after a lot of late nights uh, hatching business plans in, in his shed, um, we decided that we would set up. And so rather than being a one-man band, we became a two-man two band. What were the main considerations, Liam, at that stage uh, when it came to making the decision to set up a business? Yeah, well, I suppose the main consideration is we always um, we always believed in our ability to deliver. It was probably about getting the, the right opportunities. We probably we saw maybe gaps in the market at that time as well. Like we set up in, it was early 2012. Uh, the country was in the middle of a deep recession and value for money was everything. One of the services we provide as well is value engineering and clients at that time were taking stock, trying to get uh, projects off the ground, which was very, very challenging. And it, um, so that was a good opportunity. We felt with our expertise we could help them. Um, we also worked on a large-scale project uh, previous to setting up. Uh, Charlemagne Street uh, regeneration project. It's a 300 million uh, project and I suppose to put it the location into context for your listeners it's about 500 metres uh, from uh, Copperface Jacks and Harcourt Street and I know a lot of the listeners will be familiar with that after maybe big days out in Croke Park. So um, we were very fortunate in that, that the client decided to appoint us as their quantity surveyors on that large project soon after we set up. What was the attraction to the building sector, Liam? Yeah, I suppose uh, 
suppose the attraction to the building sector, I'd love to say, say here to you today that uh, I, I had my career path planned out fully when I was in secondary school, but unfortunately that wasn't the case. Um, when I was in PCC in Fulcara, I suppose one of my favourite uh, subjects at the time was construction studies. So I always felt it was going to be something in that area, but what it would be, I had no idea. So from there, I went uh, to college in LYAT, or the Regional Technical College, as it was known back then. Um, so I studied, it was construction studies. It was quite broad. It was a, a certificate in construction studies. Um, one of the lectures there at the time was your own father, uh, John. Um, he, he uh, one of the mo modules he taught me was uh, measurement and look it was something that I really enjoyed and at that stage I knew that that was probably the 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 career I wanted to follow and that really led me into quantity surveying. And computerization in the sector was just starting to sort of filter at that stage Liam so did you still come from the background of the pencil and the T-square? Yeah, well, I suppose in secondary school, the technical drawing was all done T-square and pencil, as you say. When we went then to uh, um, LYAT, uh, at that stage, AutoCAD was starting to be introduced, although there was still a, a lot of stuff was done by hand, whether it was drawing or even measurement as well. It was still done on takeoff paper. But then, you know, that was around the time that a lot of the you know technology was starting to be introduced into the construction sector and software packages like Soft were, were starting to be developed. Liam, yourself and Jason uh, set up the company. How long was it uh, a two-person operation before it became what is now a 22-person operation? Yeah, so when we set up, we, we rented a, a little room in... Um, in an office in Leeson Street. So we were very ambitious at the time. We rented a room that was big enough for four people. So um, at that stage, um, I think we were probably two-man for about six months, and then we, we, we started adding to the team. And thankfully, within a year or so, we kind of outgrew that office, and we now have a team of 22. We have a very talented team, and we're very, very, very fortunate with the team that we do have. Can you talk to me about the decision to open a set? Second office here in Letterkenny last year, Liam. Yeah, well, obviously I have a bit of a vested interest being from Donegal myself, but you wouldn't make a business decision on that. Um, it, look, there's a lot of colleges in the region, LYIT, you've got Sligo, and just a little bit further away, Jordanstown. So all of these colleges um, offer quantity surveying now, and it's degree courses in quantity surveying. And so like, it's a real natural hotbed of talent there for quantity surveyors, and that's really what was our main driver for opening in the area. Liam, is there much of a difference between the sector and the education pathway now compared to when you started out? say uh, back in the 90s yeah well I suppose even if you just even if we bring it back to, to local matters here um, LYIT there wasn't the opportunity to do a degree in quantity surveying um, back then you could only do a certificate in construction studies um, so yeah look I suppose the the college college uh, scene has changed quite a bit uh, technology has also played a big part in that and I think the, what's very successful too with a lot of the colleges now, they're very in touch with the industry because um, I think that's hugely important while academic is very you know, is you have to learn the 
you know, the foundation at college. It's also very important to understand the practical side, and most colleges now offer a year's work placement. And how big a part does technology play uh, in your sector at the moment? Yeah, well, look, the technology plays a huge part, and it's a, an ever-evolving process. I suppose if we even look back to, I suppose, with the pandemic struck, like if we didn't have technology, most of people in our industry wouldn't have been able to work um, because the technology it's, it's allowed people to sort of work from anywhere, really, uh, as long as you have good access to, to broadband. And I suppose really everything we do now, it's you know, like there's on we measure on screen so everything is done through technology can you talk to me uh, a wee bit Liam about the services bulk cost provides yeah like our our core service is quantity surveying um services so basically we're like uh, the accountants of the construction industry um, there's some spin-off services from that as well that we provide we uh, we do reinstatement cost assessments for rebuild for insurances we do project monitoring on behalf of uh, a lot of the funders and uh, we also help compile and prepare tender documents on large design and build or PPP uh, contracts as well Liam, before we started recording, uh, you did mention that you were starting to dip your toe into the UK market. How did that come about and what are your expectations for that move? Yeah, look, we've, um, I suppose that how that came about, first of all, is we, as a senior QS, has recently joined our company, um, Ray, and uh, look, he had worked previously in the UK, he'd worked he worked very successfully with one person in particular and uh, look it's really it's really true that contact was the, was the start of it so we're looking at uh, some industrial units over there in the UK but there's other opportunities there with some of the other uh, Irish developers that are here that are also working in the UK and I suppose look, you know we, it works in a very similar manner to Ireland and uh, look I think the skills are easily transferable from what you do here in Ireland to, to the UK. How similar uh, is the UK market to the Irish market at the moment then? Yeah, well, look, I think, uh, I suppose there's a lot of challenges in the Irish market at the, min- at the minute, and the UK is, is, no, is no different. They're, they're probably um, still feeling the effects of Brexit, where maybe, you know, we've moved on a lot from Brexit, and we probably, as a country, have gained a lot more opportunities through Brexit, through companies needing to have an, a European address, and I suppose... Dublin was a was a was a good uh, home for that, uh, but uh, I suppose at the same time the UK is a far greater market than Ireland as well. So I think there's a lot of opportunities there too. And are there plans to add to the team of 22 Liam uh, if all, everything goes well uh, and the UK move? Ah, yeah. Look, there's we, we, what we've decided to do is we try. We've decided to grow the company surely and steadily. Um, we don't want to take too big a step and drop the level of service to our existing clients. Um, we're at a size too that allowed my other business partner Jason and myself to be hands-on in projects. And a lot of the clients like that as well. But like any company, of course, we're very ambitious and we're always looking to 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 grow the team. Liam, we're almost three months on from the start of the pandemic. How did those lockdowns uh, affect the operations at Belcost? 
Yeah, well, I suppose, uh, look, I suppose in terms of the pandemic itself, look, it had a huge impact on the construction industry, first and foremost. Uh, most sites maybe would have experienced two site uh, closures during that period. There was issues around uh, getting uh, the supply of materials. And then I suppose from a, from a business perspective, um, I suppose we, we, we pride ourselves on being a very agile company. We Everybody had been set up on laptops connected to a central server. Um, we also invested a lot of money as a business in um, replicating the office set up at home because we had offered our our team uh, flexible working arrangements to allow them to work from home or from anywhere prior to prior to COVID. So I suppose from a business operations point of view, it wasn't that disruptive to us because of the way we were set up in advance. And have you taken any learnings from the last few years, Liam, in, in, in terms of how you operate your business? Yeah, well, I suppose I suppose we never take anything for granted. I think it's in a, the, the construction industry is ever evolving, ever changing. You always need to be have solutions and try and stay ahead of the changes and try and anticipate some of these things. And I'm not saying that we anticipated the pandemic, but I think being flexible, being agile, is really really important. Uh, you mentioned the the supply chain difficulty. Has that improved? In recent times? Um, the supply chain, it has. And I think, uh, I suppose, during maybe the last uh, 12 months in particular, certain material prices had skyrocketed. Steel reinforcement, uh, copper insulation, those sort of materials, some of them would have increased by about 50%. But, you know, at the start of this year, while, you know, it, it looked, there's signs there that some of these prices are starting to, to come back, which is good. Uh, I read on your website, Liam, one of the reports from the cost uh, um, analysis over the last number of years. I think it was a 13% increase from 2020 to 2021. Are we likely to see uh, an improvement, maybe, Liam, in, in that figure going forward? Yeah, look, we've had exceptional tender price inflation. Yeah, you're correct. There was uh, it was thirteen percent in 2021. Um, look, the SCSI haven't produced it in this is for the second half of last year. But look, I'm expecting that 2022 is probably going to show an increase of somewhere between 14 or 15 percent over those 12 months. So if you added those two years together, you're talking about 27 or 28 percent, which is clearly not sustainable if projects are to be viable. At the start of this year, um, I think things are starting to level off a little bit. The rates are still going up, but not at the same pace that they were, which you know, which is a positive for the whole industry. So there's a growing confidence in the sector again? Yeah, well, I think look, the, the confidence was always there. There was just, look, I think it's issues driven by the pandemic, what's happened in the Ukraine, and just a general shortage of labour as well. But look, it does seem to be working itself out. There's no doubt certain projects that weren't commercially viable have been paused. Uh, but look, I think at the end of last year, if you'd asked me about positivity in the industry, I probably would have been more concerned than actually the first uh, two months of this year have shown. Uh, look, 
as I said, look, certain things have paused, but look, I think the industry in general is still quite busy, but I think it's more a manageable busy as well. Liam, have you a view on the current housing situation in Ireland? Yeah, look, it's one of the biggest challenges, um, delivering affordable homes. Look, there's a lot of factors there. Um, In Dublin at the minute, uh, there's a debate around the height that you can build apartment blocks and it's subject to judicial review before in Borplanola can decide on that. So that's causing a logjab with uh, planning applications. And there, we'll take a break. Business Matters in association with ATU Donegal Faculty of Business. Now is the time to realise your potential by enrolling on the part-time degree in business. Only three years with one evening per week on campus and another online. Open up your future by contacting the faculty office on 9186206 or visit lyit.ie today. You're welcome back. Before the break... Liam was talking about the challenge of providing affordable homes. There's also then, if you move out of the city centre into more suburban areas, the densities is forcing people to sort of maybe go up where maybe where maybe the demand is more for houses with a back garden rather than apartments. So yeah, look, there, there's a lot of challenges there in the in the housing sector. Would you have a solution, Liam, to maybe uh, improve things somewhat? Um, I don't know if I have a solution to improve things. But there's definitely things that uh, the, the the people in power could look at. Um, I think we need a bit of flexibility around, um, you know, the densities and how you deliver densities. You know, you can still deliver densities in suburban locations by maybe compromising on some of the open space in terms of the areas, uh, and that'll still allow houses. And like, if you can deliver houses instead of apartments, it's going to save over. 100,000 to the end user. Is that ultimately the key? Yeah, well I think we're we're at a we're at a standoff position now where there's a huge demand but uh, developers just cannot deliver to meet that demand and uh, where, where they're going to make any profit I know there's a perception out there that developers are making lots of profit but look, you know, I don't believe that to be the case and look you can have all the pent up demand that you want but if it doesn't stack up commercially they just won't get built Tell me, Liam, what's the biggest challenge that you faced in your 11 years in business? Yeah, well, I suppose I touched on it earlier. Look, it's, a, it's never an evolving industry, the construction industry in particular. So it's trying to stay ahead of all the changes that, you know, so every day. But it's great. It keeps you, you know, it keeps you on your toes. Um, but look, the biggest challenge, and I think a lot of companies would say the same thing, has, has and still is, is recruitment. Look, it's recruitment, it's recruiting talent that have the same values or your, as yourself. And uh, look, we're very fortunate, though, with the team we have at the moment. What's the best lesson that you've learned in business to date? Yeah, oh, look, I've learned a lot of lessons, uh, some some the hard way, but uh, I think probably the, the best lesson really is, uh, you know, to surround yourself with, uh, with a very, very good team. I suppose, look, I'm lucky, look, at, at 
it starts with uh, your parents, your big influence on you. They're very supportive. When I was going through college and when I went to Dublin first, um, very fortunate then with the business partner Jason. Like we we uh, we interact very well together. It doesn't mean that we don't challenge each other as well because I think you have to have that. But look, we you know we we've wor- we've worked really really well together before Bill Costs, and that's still true. I suppose then when I I got married uh, to my wife Anne, like. She She's been a real uh, rock of support as well. And then look, the team that we have. So I think probably you're the team. And then look, maybe second of all then is look, it's just to, to have to have an open mind as well. Like, because things do change and, you know, you don't, you might not always have the best idea yourself. So seek, seek help from, from people that are, you know, better place to give you that advice. Liam, you mentioned your parents uh, and your late father, Tony, uh, was a butcher uh, and a business that he carried on after the death of his father. Were you ever tempted to, to go down that route? Um, uh, I don't know. I suppose like like uh, like a lot of his nephews, they all would have spent a lot of time working with him um, in the in the summers when they were off school, and I would have done the same and at weekends, and I, I really enjoyed that. I suppose I am a bit of a people person as well. Like I do like getting out and meeting people, so there was a lot of elements to that that uh, that um, you know that I really enjoyed. You know, uh, but uh, no, I. I don't think I could have been as good at that as he was. Uh, what's the best part of being your own boss, Liam? Um, I suppose being your own boss, uh, I suppose uh, you, you're in control of your own destiny, I suppose, to, to a certain point. You know you have to go out and show um, leadership all the time, especially when things maybe can be can be difficult. And, uh, yeah, I think you can, you can probably exert uh, maybe more influence and in maybe the way you want to go. But at the same time, it's not, you know, I, I do hit that term boss. It's not, a, it's not a term we'd use in the office either. Like, I like the word team, and I'm happy to take uh, ideas from somebody that's in in placement because I think the day you close your mind off to that, you're just missing out on so many opportunities. Is there a person in business, Liam, that you admire most? Uh, look, there's a lot of people in business that I admire. I suppose uh, one of our um, clients, Sean Riley, is very astute and highly respected developer in Dublin. I, I touched on the project there, Charliament Street, like it's a 300 million scheme. But like for for the context uh, of that project, this was being considered back in 2008 when 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 property was a bad word. But he could see the opportunity that nobody else did. I suppose then. In, in Donegal, you can't help but admire Philip O'Doherty and building a two billion business in Bournefoot. And I know he's, he's not a business leader, but at, and closer to home, Father John Joe Duffy, you know the leadership he's shown in the last few months, like uh, has haven't seen that anywhere else. And Liam, what advice would you give your twenty-one-year-old self? Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I suppose it's a bit like what I said earlier. It's an open mind, and uh, you know, don't have a fear. Of, uh, don't let the fear of failure hold you back. And I think if you're going to, if you're going to develop, you do have to get out of your comfort zone. And it's it's all right to not be in your comfort zone. Liam, you've seen a lot of changes, I suppose, in business as well as your own sector. Are there any uh, particular changes that sort of bounce out at you? 
um, I suppose the technology, you know, maybe when you started it was more there was more pen and paper where it's all all technology um, I think now for in terms of construction projects as well, there's a lot more vetting of the figures, there's a lot of more checking, there's a lot more scrutiny especially with funders, I suppose we've learned a lot of lessons maybe from the economic cra- crash in 2008 so yeah, look, there, there's, there's lots of changes Liam, you're living in, in Dunfanaghy uh, the main office is in Dublin, your second office is Letterkenny and you're looking at uh, getting into the UK market. It's quite a busy uh, portfolio for yourself. Can you give me maybe an example of a typical week in, in your working life? Yeah. Um, well, I suppose I, it's like the, every week is different, but I suppose I could, I, like in the past week, just to give an idea to maybe some of the listeners and maybe somebody that's maybe thinking about doing quantity surveying and what it, what it might entail. Uh, I suppose for me personally, like in the last couple, last week, I've been looking at uh, we're doing a budget estimate for two large industrial units, seven hundred thousand square foot. Um, we've done a doing a tender report at the moment on a large office fit out as well. We're preparing budget estimates on a restaurant fit out and uh, done a reinstatement value for three hospitals as well as ongoing post-contract work that we'll be doing and all the jobs that are on site where that be like doing valuations for payment for contractors so the work is very wide and varied there as you can see and I suppose one of the things we like about our business we're working in lots of different sectors we we haven't you know and I think that's probably something that's been maybe an advantage over the years as well. Liam, can you tell our listeners some of the big names uh, that you've worked with in, in recent times? Yeah, look, it's, it's always dangerous to, to mention names because I'm sure I'm going to me- leave out a lot of very important uh, clients. But uh, yeah, look, some of the clients uh, that, that's been with us from the start would be uh, McGarry Riley, uh, the Royal College of Surgeons, uh, Glenn Vey, Candy Wilson. Park Developments. We've worked with uh, Macquarie as well, and uh, I suppose then maybe your listeners be more familiar with names like of Aviva and and Twitter and some of the and some of the funders as well, like the likes of AIB and Bank of Ireland. And I suppose to bring it back to more locally, um, not not long after we set up, we done a large project in Kelly Beggs for United Fish Industries. Now that they're rebranded as Pelagio, so that was a really large project and a really really important one for us when we set out. How important are recommendations in your site, Liam? Yeah, like it's that's a good question, Kieran, because uh, I know marketing is important, but the construction industry is very much about referrals and people. You know, our our best referrals are our existing client base there. So if anybody is going to be checking you out for new work, like their first. Uh, point of contact is going to be your existing clients so yeah referrals is everything testimonials is everything and look it's looking after your existing clients like we're very confident that if we get an opportunity to work with somebody once that they'll be happy with the service and that they'll work with us time and again the one thing i wanted to ask you about is your view on modular homes yeah yeah, look, we're 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 doing looking at a lot of different studies at the moment. Um, I suppose there is a labour shortage 
Um, and look, a lot of the clients we work for, with the likes of Glen Vey, who report into a PLC, have huge targets to meet every year. So building traditionally with block work is just, it's, uh, you know, it's... Uh, maybe doesn't meet the demand as quick as you would need. So modular construction is playing a, is starting to play a huge part now in the industry. Everybody's looking at different bespoke solutions, whether that be steel framed uh, buildings, uh, insulated concrete formwork, precast, timber frame. So these will be part of the solution moving forward if we're going to meet the targets that you know, that we need to in terms of housing. Liam, if you had followed your childhood dream job, what would you be doing today? Yeah, well, maybe not a job, but I suppose it'd be wearing the, the red jersey of Liverpool. Uh, John Barnes was a huge uh, hero of mine at the time, but uh, that didn't didn't work out. I know when you're not uh, working, Liam, you have a big interest in sport and a big interest in what's going on in your hometown of Dunfermline. Yeah, look, it's a great, uh, it's a great escape from uh, from work. There's a lot of parallels with sport and work actually when you are involved. But uh, look, I'm very fortunate to be involved with uh, the local soccer club, Dunfanny Youths and St Michael's. Um, there's uh, there's a huge effort being put in now with all the underage teams there. There's great interest. There's loads of coaches. The parents are all getting involved. Um, you know, and it's uh, look for me, it's a great uh, it's a great social interaction. How is business in Dunfanny and the surrounding areas at the moment, Liam? Um, yeah, I was supposed to Dunfanny, um, even during the pandemic and when people could travel, probably, you know, it had probably had its busiest summer. Um, look, it's, uh, I suppose it's a bit of an outlier as well in that you've got a lot of little different uh, businesses there, little craft shops, artwork. It's, you know, it's a real good place, a destiny to, destination to, to visit. So I think, uh, look at, you know, Dunfanny and Crisa have both, uh, you know, in terms of tourism, have been doing really well over the last few years, and it's you know it's, it's great to see. It's really it's, it's really important for the the local economies. And finally, Liam, what does the future hold for yourself and your business? Yeah, well, look, the future for the business um, it's, it's it really is it's very there's a very simple one for me. Look, it's to to serve our existing clients to the to the high standards that we've set over the past eleven years. Um, so that's that's first and foremost with us. Um, and then after that, I suppose, uh, look, sustainability is something that impacts on us all and an impact on all future generations. It's actually a sector that we're looking as a business to get into as well. And uh, look, hopefully um, I'm back talking to you about that uh, maybe in a, in a few months' time once we get, get involved in that sector. Look forward to that, Liam. For now, Liam Langan, Director of Bullcost. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us on Business Matters. Yeah, thanks very much, Kieran. And that was a playback from my interview with Liam Langan, the director of Bill Cost, which was first aired back in February. Thanks to Kenneth Wilson for his help on sound, and thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters in association with ATU Donegal Faculty of Business. Now is the time to realise your potential by enrolling on the part-time degree in business. 
Only three years with one evening per week on campus and another online. Open up your future by contacting the faculty office on 9186206 or visit lyit.ie today.